Mike McCarthy is not at the coaches' meetings in Florida. Is that a big deal as he's the only head coach not there? We'll discuss that and so much more on this episode of Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Locked On. Locked, Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more odds, props, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. I'm your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. He is Landon McCool. Check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Landon, the NFL owners meetings and coaches meetings start on Monday in Florida. Mike McCarthy is not there. Is this a big deal? This is the part where I would uh, insert a joke about uh, Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith because as that just happened, right? Like uh, the, 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 yeah. Chris Rock is the uh, NFL owners meeting and, and, and Mike McCarthy is, is Will Smith in this case. He's just slapping him down saying no. I, I was, you know, I gotta say, like, I saw this as, uh, I saw this kind of come across the timeline, and, and 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 you know, the people were talking about this. I'm not really sure what the story is here. Like, I, and I honestly, I don't really even know if this is a big deal. Like, I, I, I don't, I doesn't feel like it's a huge deal. It feels like, uh, uh, you know, that this is something that people are are kind of. Using to support a narrative that Mike McCarthy is, uh, you know, a dead man walking coach, and that Sean McVay is, or Sean, uh, 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 Sean, Sean Payton, Payton is, is 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 waiting in the wings, uh, uh, probably down in Miami already, just outside the event, waiting for uh, Jerry to just kind of invite him in. Um, I, I don't know that this is a, uh, uh, I, I I honestly don't know if this is a, a big thing. I, well, I I could easily see it as him. Needing, feeling like he needed to go to pro days because he's never really been involved in yeah. the scouting department before or with the scouting department before. So maybe he's taking more of a role there. It could, it could be, uh, it could be a big ball of nothing, or it could be, it could be the, the start of, 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 of a huge thing. I, I, it's really hard to tell at this point, but my, my initial thought was that it's not a big deal. All right. So here's the question. What's the benefit of a coach going to the owner's meetings in Florida? I, I don't yeah, know. I, can't, uh, I mean, I, other than just to uh, rub elbows with the other coaches and sharing yeah. trade secrets. I don't know. They get, they get an opportunity to go on Jimmy Johnson's boat. If he has some extra time, I'm, I don't know. I mean, is it just like a little two or three day break from pro days and scouting and free agency? It, they take a nice little picture and everybody makes fun of everybody's outfits on Twitter. Like is what are we really doing here? I know there's some, some proposals for the new season in terms of overtime there's some competition committee stuff which he's not on. Yeah, he's not involved with. So, so what? I mean, I, I just don't understand. It's not like he's missing the draft or something like that, or even yeah. you know the uh, the combine or senior. But I just I don't get it, Lane. It's just not a big deal to me. Yeah, I think that's ultimately the thing is that people are kind of looking for something that. I don't know that that there isn't really anything there. Again, I, I tend to think that this is a situation where. Uh, people have a narrative, and this kind of fits that narrative. Yeah, if you and like Mike McCarthy, to... or if you if you don't like Mike McCarthy, this is a way to say, hey, he doesn't 
Messed uh, with his are numbered. Look at this. Like, I mean, it's just... but if you like him, Matei, he's out doing his job. Everybody else is relaxing and he's out working. So you can spin it however you want to spin it, right? Yep, absolutely. I mean, if you want to believe that this is a huge deal and that the fact that he didn't show up uh, is because Jerry didn't invite him and his days are numbered and, you know, there's a rift, you can believe that. There's there's nothing here to stop you there, but I just don't – there's nothing There's nothing here that indicates that there's a problem here either. You know, I, I think that anybody that's kind of reading the tea leaves here and, and, and assuming that this is, uh, uh, you know, a, a, the beginning of the end or something for Mike McCarthy – uh, I don't know that that's necessarily the case. Yeah, I, it's just it's just not a big deal to me, Lana, at all. It's just yeah, it's it's hard to get like up for this, right? Like maybe if there was more, like there, like you know, there was a rift between the the, the front office and and then Mike McCarthy, you know, left and decided to spend some time apart. But this is it's just. I think they're, they're, we're just kind of looking for things that fit a narrative here. Yeah. And that's that's the point. Listen, if you want to be up, angry and upset with the Cowboys, there's a lot to be upset with. Sure. This just really isn't one of them, right? Uh, pick your battles, Cowboys Twitter. Just telling you. <laughs> no kidding. This is a small potatoes thing. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about some of the things that Jerry Jones said at the owners' meetings, which is at least a little bit more interesting. I don't know. We'll – We'll talk about all that, but let's take a quick break so we can tell you guys about Built Bar. This time of year, almost everybody has given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not us. We are sticking to ours to eat better thanks to Built Bar. Our Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, and they only contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17, yes, 17 grams of protein. Compare that to your average candy bar, which has 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and it's not even close. They also have so many great flavors, including mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond. And the new flavor this month is white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious, and they've got new flavors coming out all the time. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Lena, let's dive into some quotes from Jerry Jones, and that's always a scary thing oh to do. Boy. But talking about Randy Gregory, uh, he said that we had no surprises when it came to Randy Gregory and Randy Gregory leaving. And he said and the most telling part from his quote is that we got at least three more top players from what we would have spent on Randy Gregory there. Um, I want to know who these three top players are that they got instead of Randy Gregory are, but clearly Jerry Jones doesn't seem to be bothered by – losing Gregory or Amari Cooper. Yeah. I mean, uh, obviously I, I feel like one, he's telling the truth about and one he's lying. Uh, I think he honestly doesn't miss Cooper. Uh, but I think that Randy Gregory was a fish that got off the hook for him. And I don't, I don't know that he wants to admit that. Uh, so, you know, I think it's hard, it's hard to believe that, that, uh, that he feels that way when they made such a strong effort to, uh, to sign Randy Gregory, you know, it's like with Cooper, like this has been hap- brewing for a while. Uh, and the, 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 the tea leaves have been there for this, you know, well over a year, uh, for Gregory, every indication was that they wanted to resign him. They made an offer. The mm-hmm. deal got announced. Yep. Uh, like I, I have a hard time believing any of that. I mean, I, I could believe the Cooper thing, but the Randy Gregory thing—that was definitely not their plan A. No, uh, no. And and I, I think you know they've done what they can to kind of get to a plan B and you reuse that money. And I don't think they're done there. Uh, but I, I think to pretend that this was 
something that they were planning on doing or they were surprised they weren't surprised by this uh, that goes against every single thing yeah we've yeah now they have some money uh, still available and i think it was steven jones that said today that they still expect to be active in free agency we'll see but um yeah they, they're they're bummed out about losing randy gregory for you know they've given him a lot of money over the last couple of years this was actually been gregory's third contract with the team they spent a lot of time there he was finally starting to develop as much as jerry jones wants to spin it I know that they're bummed that they lost Gregor. How, how could yeah. you not be? Yeah, and honestly, like I, I mean, you can you can support the player and still real feel like the Cowboys ownership feels burned by Randy Gregory or feels like they they you know are uh, personally insulted by the by how much you know they have given him opportunity after opportunity and then to have it end like this. Uh, I don't think that, that Randy Gregory owed the Cowboys anything. Uh, except for maybe not trying to do this. Like, I don't know. I mean, I think we don't yeah. really know exactly yeah. what the particulars are, but either way I can understand why uh, they're hurt by that and sure. you know, personally. So I can understand why there's a certain amount of denial there, but, but yeah, like to pretend that this was, you know, the original plan or that they weren't surprised by the way that things went. I, I have a hard time believing that. All right. Next one. I want you to tell me if you, if you agree or disagree with this. Jerry Jones talking about the roster right now compared to last year. This time last year, we didn't have Micah Parsons, but yet we got better. I like where we are right now compared to this time last year. Well, I mean, he didn't say anything. Like, I mean, that, like, that's, like, that's like, my takeaway. He didn't say. Yeah, I mean, like that's. <laughs> I was trying to set you up there. That's all. No, I mean, I, I've been I've been listening to Jerry Jones too long to, to to be fooled by that. Like, I mean, you know, when he doesn't want to answer the question, he 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 answers in a knot, right? He ties yeah. the the questioner in the knot. Uh, you know, he he says he feels good about this team relative to where they were last year. I mean, but that doesn't really tell you how good he feels about the team overall. It just says that he felt good about the team relative to where they were pre-draft last year look i mean you know i think it's probably pretty comparable uh it, you know you, you were going into that situation think about how we felt about the secondary going into yeah, that draft point. you know i think that we we were very nervous that if they didn't get at least uh, uh one of those corners in the first round uh they were going to be in real trouble the secondary. And that did not end up being the case. Well, and even... look how we view the secondary now, right? Exactly. The secondary is the most – and look, <laughs> it's just like everything else. Like, I mean, I hate to be like this, but how many times have we come on here and said things are insanely unpredictable? Like, you know, like it, it, the, your strengths become weaknesses. Your weaknesses become strengths all in an offseason, you know? So – I, I, relative to what he's saying, yes, it's it's a bunch of nonsense. It doesn't. It's just kind of tied and loose. But at the same time, there is something to the idea that, you know, how many different times have we did we think last year that we were uh, in a terrible spot and the roster was not where it needed to be? Sure. And then two or three things that we absolutely did not expect to happen happened, uh, and 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 it ended up better, better than we were. I can't predict that this year. I don't know that that's going to happen this year. Well, but I just think. The, the absolute idea that doom and gloom is, is on the uh, horizon is it's a 50, 50, it's a coin flip. Honestly. All right, let, let's do this. Let's run through the positions really quickly. You tell me if you feel better now or last year at the same exact time. Okay. Oh, so boy. Before, again, <laughs> remember the roster. From uh, I know. Yeah. Okay. Quarterback. I feel better actually. Quarterback. Remember, 
Because yeah. last year at this time, Dak didn't have a contract, right? I don't believe so, at least. Or he was close to having a contract and coming off a major injury, right? Yeah, I would say quarterbacks, no doubt. And, and on top okay. of that, also Cooper, Cooper Rush, you feel better sure. about as well. So after uh, running back, I think you feel the same. I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, I maybe even a little bit better because I feel like Zeke at least played more, played better than I expected into at, at points last year. So. Okay. Uh, and and I also maybe even a little bit better because I feel like they are more willing to give Paul Pollard a little bit more of a load next year. That's fine. Wide receiver. This is one I think is pretty easily to say. Uh, yeah. Feel better last it's year, right? Probably so. Yeah. Definitely. Tight end. So. Tight end. I, I probably the push. Maybe. Uh, I mean. Yeah. Maybe a little bit. Schultz had a really nice twenty twenty. Yeah. But we weren't sure. It, you know where he was at. Jarwin towards ACL. So we were really counting on Jarwin, probably a push, right? But Jarwin hadn't tore his ACL yet, had he? So we thought yeah, that Jarwin was... No, Jarwin did. Remember, he tore his ACL at the beginning of the 2020 season. Oh, okay, yeah. So he was yeah, coming off say, a torn ACL. I would say it's push, probably. Yeah. Offensive line. Now, this one's trickier than I think people think because, yes, they had Lyle Collins on the roster last year, but he never played a game. We had no idea what kind of shape Lyle Collins was in. Plus... Terrence Steele was coming off a really bad season, but they did have Connor Williams still on the roster. Tyron Smith was coming off a major, major neck injury. I think on paper you could say last year better, but maybe not. I, I kind of think it's a push, honestly, because you didn't know how like you didn't know how Tyron was going to bounce back from the neck surgery, which, you know, say what you will, his issues last year didn't seem to be built, built around that. Uh, which is a good thing. He, you know, he, he yep. his his time away was dealing with a high ankle sprain. You know, so I think that's that points to good things for, for you know next season. Uh, obviously, uh, like you said, Steel is is in a better spot than we. I mean, about two thousand percent better than we expected yep. at this time last year, right? Um, the depth I think, is the yeah. thing that really worries me, right? Because you just don't have a swing tackle. At least last year you had Steel and Naseki at this time, right? Maybe yeah. they bring back We'll yeah, I mean th that's why I was thinking. Like honestly, I think swing tackle is a position that you could one of those positions you can easily get later, right? Because yeah. there's veteran guys that you can bring in. What about? Are we just, are we just doing, going through the no, offense? We, or we going what about defensive line? Um, I think better, right? Like, well, no, 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 no. If we're doing the entire defensive line, uh, it's probably so. It's, it's probably a downgrade, right? I, I don't know. I mean, it depends. Like. Are we counting Micah Parsons' rush in that? Because if we are, we didn't really have that awareness about him at this point last year. Well, no, because he was on the team, right? We're, you're, you're, it's Gregory and Lawrence last year versus Lawrence and Parsons this year. Right, that might be better. It, or, or it might be at least a push. At this point. I think it's a push. Uh, yeah. li linebackers. This one's tricky. Um, because I think we felt good about the linebacker depth last year with Keanu Neal. Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderesh. <laughs> now it's just Vanderesh and sometimes Micah Parsons. Well, I mean, yeah, like I think, I think at this point last year we would have said that the Cowboys had the deepest linebacker core in football. In fact, we I think we were saying that. Um, you know, a lot of that is being... two guys that could play at the same time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, going back to exactly what I just said, how many different times have we thought this and you know ended up being completely not that? So. It, that works both ways. I do think that that the linebacker core is probably uh, 
a step back as we stand right they now. They need another guy, right? Uh, yeah, uh, they're, they're just short numbers, I think, as it stands. And, and that's one, though, if they sign a linebacker this week, and not Bobby Wagner, which we can talk about in a second if we want to, but a, a, a competent NFL starter, I might feel better because I know what the upside is with Micah Parsons compared to, I mean, you know, people that listen to this podcast know how I felt about Jalen, even at this time last year, right? So with, with Van Der Esch, a year removed from the neck injury, Micah Parsons, Jabril Cox, veteran linebacker X, I might feel better. And then the secondary, massive upgrade compared to where we were at last year, right? Diggs took a step up. Yeah. Uh, you have a guy in Kelvin Joseph who you like potential. Anthony Brown just played, at least in my opinion, the best season of his career. You have Jordan Lewis under contract. You've got guys even down roster that you like quite a bit. This is the best safety room we've ever seen from – well, not ever seen – the best safety room we've seen over the last decade and a half, probably yeah, for the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's so been a while. I think I think the roster is probably comparable to where it was at this time last year. It's just not as good as it was in December of last year, right? Yeah, and I think the thing too is that you know it's hard for us to account uh, for improvements, right, on the guys that are on this roster that are going to take a step next year. And that's where a lot of this improvement is going to come. So it was hard to account for it last year too. So uh, that's, that's the thing that you're kind of pointing towards for improvement on the roster. All right. One more Jerry Jones quote here before we take a break. Uh, Talking about Michael Gallup, he said, optimistically, I expect him to give us a question mark around the first game. And I see a conversation that says conservatively, you would like to have a couple more games to get out of, uh, get him out there. <laughs> it's a lot of word salad. Just basically saying that we have no idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. Like, it it's basically just sounds like... like they're hoping that he could be ready for week one, but they're going to give him some time. It, they're not to me when I read that, it, it sounds like they're not going to rush him out there to be there for week one because they know that's not the goal. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's despite the confounding <laughs> phrasing of everything, it's literally confounding. Like you just hear that, and your your brain shuts off because it's like, yeah. What? And I see a conversation that says conservatively, you would like to have a couple I more games to get him out there. Who's just... who's the conversation that you see? Like, <laughs> who whose conversation are you looking at when know, you see Jerry. that? I don't know, Jerry. But yeah, I would say that that's that's how I would read that too. Is in Jerry's or whatever uh, is that 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 he's saying. We're hoping for week one, but we're not. We're not. We're hoping for week. I I would be shocked though if they put him on pup and have him miss the first six games because they just generally don't like to do that, right? Because they they view if they we can get him in week five rather than week seven, it's worth holding on on to him on the active roster. So there's a chance we don't see him till early October, and I think the Cowboys are fine with that. I do. Yeah, I I think that's. I mean, clearly they are. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. Let's take one more quick break so we can tell you guys about Athletic Greens. Uh, I've been into this product now for a couple of weeks now, and I absolutely love it. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste, uh, but it's actually very, very good. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins and minerals to help start your day, right? It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cup of coffee that you get every single morning. And in fact, it's cheaper than going out and having to buy all the vitamins and minerals that you'd buy anyways. 
To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NFL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right. I actually have one more quote from you uh, or for, from, from you, from Jerry Jones. Oh, I'd like to read, yeah. Right. <laughs> like to read to you, but it says that David Hellman asked him if the Cowboys are going to take an offensive lineman in the first round. And he said, yeah, we're going to get one unless a lamb or Parsons falls to us. I was a little shocked to hear him basically saying, yeah, we're dropping. I mean, to me, that sounds like we're drafting an offensive lineman at 24, assuming an elite player falls to us. Is that surprising to you? I guess it is a little surprising, you know, I mean, to kind of come out and say it like, you know, Hey, this is what we're doing. I mean, I don't know that they're breaking news, you know, like, I mean, we kind of felt it that way for a while. Right. I mean, just look at the way things are going right now. And and what we've been saying the last few weeks that there isn't a ton out there in the free agent market for guards. I mean, there is stuff that you can plug in, you know, kind of, fill that hole temporarily until somebody else comes in. But, you know, I don't know that they're, they're getting their starting left guard in, in free agency at this point. So, you know, yes, it's surprising in the sense that he's coming out and saying it, but no, it's not terribly surprising simply because, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's the way things are trending. It's, it's the way it's, that, it's the biggest need on the roster, right? Yeah. Now, right? It's, it's very clear. And no one is surprised. I guess yeah, that's the thing. It, what's surprising is that he said it, what he said is not surprising. If he said a different position, like, yeah, we're going defensive tackle or linebacker in the first round, that would be yeah. shocking. But offensive line's like, yeah, makes sense. Probably yeah. where the value and the need is going to line up. So, uh, you know, speaking of that, we've got a new mock draft here by the guys at locked on NFL draft. Uh, and the pick for the Cowboys at 24, I actually told you the wrong name pre-show, but that's okay. Mm. Uh, it's Zion Johnson, the uh. left guard from Boston College. My question to you is, is Zion somebody worth a first-round pick? Well, again, this is let's, let's put this in context, right? He is definitely worth a first-round pick. He's definitely worth the 24th pick in this draft. Let's put it that way. Okay. You know, it's like I think – we can get into trouble by, uh, you know, throwing around universal phrases like, is he worthy of a first round pick? And then just in speaking historically, right? Because mm-hmm. the truth is, is you're not pulling from a historic list. You're pulling from this year's draft class. So, you know, in this year's draft class, is is Zion Johnson worthy of being like the 24th player taken, especially, you know, in the first round? I think he is simply because, I mean, how many actual first rounders do you think that there will be this year? In, 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 like on in, most like teams' boards? Yeah. Like 15, or, right? I was going to say 13 to 15. Yeah. I mean, it's short. Like this year, it's, it's, I, it's I, My guess group. is most teams won't have a first round quarterback, running back, tight end, and maybe not a first round linebacker. Yeah. It's pretty hard to have a deep draft when you don't have those positions. And you also have to consider the fact that there's multiple teams with multiple picks above you, right? So they are going to do what they are going to do, right? Like they're like they they may decide to use that in a way that they are attacking, uh, uh, you know, needs. They may use it to, to, to draft the best player. The point is, is that it, there's going to be a lot of chaos in the first 
you know, 20 or so picks. So, yeah, I mean, Zion Johnson is is worthy of that pick as much as anybody else that's available there. It's not, uh, you know, I, I think when you look at the, the mock drafts that have the Cowboys taking Zion Johnson, there's rarely a case where, or, or even Green either too, there's rarely a case where they take that guy and then you also go, oh, but there is so-and-so on the board and I can't yeah. pass him up. You know, it's like they're on not par with the value everyone else, right? Yeah. Uh, it is worth noting in this draft that Kenyon Green and Tyler Linderbaum, who we both talked about on a show on last Thursday, uh, available. How would you feel if the Cowboys took uh, Johnson over Linderbaum and Green? Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't feel bad. I mean, I I, I think that I ha- kind of have all those guys grouped a little bit together. I mean, I think that Linderbaum is probably the m- way by far the most talented of those three. But I mean, yeah. the physical limitations are are there. Um, so I, you know, I think when you, when you talk about the need specifically a guard and, and all the other aspects, you know, I probably would end up drafting all three of those guys in the same yeah. area. Right. I think it's kind of preference at that point. I, I think yeah. green might have a little bit more upside. I actually watched him this weekend and I, I mean, if you needed to stick him out at tackle, I think he could do it. Could. His game against Alabama where he was blocking Will Anderson was really good. Um, but I think Zion is just so safe for the athletic yeah. upside. We saw him at the senior bowl play multiple positions. Once he kind of settles into that left guard spot, I think he's going to be really good. Um, yeah. I'd have no problem at all with the Cowboys drafting any of the three of them and would feel good about all. Of them. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the funny thing about Zion and we mentioned this before is that he has upside because he hasn't played the position a lot. Uh, and he has, you know, technical aspects of his game that maybe should or should not be fixed. I mean, that's up to the offensive line coach, but the fact that he's 24 years old with, with upside, you know, like uh, that he's still growing into the position. That's, that's an interesting prospect. Yeah. Sign me up. Uh, I can't believe I'm vouching for a 24 year old offensive lineman. This, I can't I, either. I can't believe changing it. as I'm getting older, Landon. I'm, You're softening, know. right? Softening yeah, up. No, I'm not an ageist anymore. Uh, uh, all right. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, you can download the show wherever you get your uh, podcast. You can check us out on YouTube. You can check out Landon at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow when we're answering your Twitter questions. Maybe. Just maybe we'll get some free agency news. We'll we see. say that all every day. <laughs> we say that maybe just they signed, maybe. they signed two guys on Friday night. The only night that we didn't do a podcast. And so okay. they, they, uh, they're following our schedule. Apparently <laughs> we'll see you guys back here on Tuesday.